Hello, dear friend. Welcome to another episode of the Curious Neuron Podcast. My name is Cindy Huffington, and I'm your host. If you are new here, welcome. I tried to cover the science of parenting and child development, and now I'm trying to focus a little bit more on emotional development, both for our kids and for ourselves. The reason why I'm doing this is because every time I cover, I every time I've been covering this for the past couple of years, emotional learning and emotion regulation, that is when I get the most feedback from parents and the most comments from parents saying that they need more help in that. So you'll notice a transition in the next couple of months with Curious Neuron. I've recorded quite a few podcast episodes, so I'll be airing those. But as we finish off this season and move on to the next season, the next season will be focused mostly on emotion regulation skills. What does emotion regulation or emotional um, intelligence or emotional learning look like both for kids and for adults? And what do you do? What do you need to do to work on yours to help your child? And today that's part of the journey that I want to cover in this solo episode. I don't have um, an interview to share with you, but I saw something um, at Costco the other day, a mom and I just wanted to share what I saw and and share my thoughts about what I saw. Before I do move forward, I would like to thank the Tannenbaum Open Science Institute for supporting the Curious Neuron podcast. Without them, this podcast would not exist. And I would like to thank um, all of you for taking the time to rate the podcast and leave a review. And if you haven't done so yet, please take a moment to do this. Your reviews and and ratings also um, help me get the funding. So that's really important to me. And if you do leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, please send me an email at info at and I will send you a free PDF called Meltdown Mountain. I have it available on my website if you'd like to purchase it. But if you don't want to purchase it, just send me an email that shows me proof that you've left a rating and a review, and I will send it to you for free as a thank you. Um, I'd also like to invite you to visit our blog at curiousneuron.com and to follow us on Instagram at curious underscore neuron. And lastly, to subscribe to our new YouTube channel. Um, just search Curious Neuron and you will see all our podcast episodes. I've been putting them up there and um, I'll try to put some videos at some point, but for now the podcasts are up so you can watch them as well. All right. So this is what I saw the other day at Costco. I was shopping and I heard um, a young girl screaming. She was clearly having lots of big emotions. I don't know what happened before. I didn't hear or see anything. I just saw the mom's reaction in that moment. And the mom was clearly frustrated, upset, really mad, um, pulling her her daughter by the the, um, the arm really strongly. Um, and to the point that the husband came and she walked away and, and the husband took over. Nothing wrong with that. It was a moment. I don't know what happened before. I'm not judging that moment. What I do want to use that moment for is a teaching moment for us. It's a reminder for myself as well. Um, But the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because that moment really triggered a lot of, I guess, like these memories from my own upbringing. My mom is a, she was a single mom. Um, 
I can't imagine how hard that is. Um, I'm lucky that I do have my husband to help me out. So when there are moments that we need to step away because we're human and we need to calm ourselves and regulate ourselves, that's okay. Um, but but what happened um, when my mom was young is she used a lot of that screaming and and this mom was yelling at her daughter too, like right in her face, getting right down at her level um, and, and really yanking her arm pretty strongly. Um, and and it just brought back the memories of my own upbringing and my mom using screaming as a form of power and it in that moment not only did i start thinking about like my own upbringing and how yelling was a way to kind of scare me from stop i don't know i forget what it was but whatever i would do by yelling she would hope that i would stop or that i'd get scared to do it again um but also it's a type of control thing, right? And I remember when I had my my first child, I had told myself there's absolutely no way that I'm going to yell. I'm a fairly calm person in life. <laughs> I'm not um, somebody who yells and gets really mad. But that changed when I had my first child. I was kind of being my worst self with her and she didn't deserve that she was such a good kid and when she was a toddler and she started having bigger emotions or really pushing back a little bit for certain things instead of remaining calm as I usually am I would yell at her and it took a few times about two three times so not that many where I had to realize holy crap I'm starting to do what I was taught to do as a child this is what my mom would do and the yelling I thought that yelling would stop her from doing whatever she was doing but it didn't work and then I would feel bad I'd feel so guilty for having yelled at my little girl who was such a good kid but I had a moment where I kept kind of um, losing control even if I had studied emotions, even if I studied mental health, I didn't see the signs because when you're in it, you don't realize. And and it took my husband to say like, there was a moment I remember specifically, she was sitting at her little table, something happened, but then I yelled and he was like, well, that didn't really need, you know, that moment didn't really need to end up in yelling. And he said it very kindly and it, I just started crying so much because I realized that I was taking all these old habits that I was, that was in my environment growing up. And I had brought that into the way that I was parenting without even realizing, um, you know, you, you kind of just do it and then you say, oh, I feel like crap. I'm not going to do it again. And then you do it again. So my question for you today is, if you feel that you are yelling way too often, have you asked yourself, why are you yelling? The reason why I'm asking that is because this is the question I asked myself. And at that point, I realized, so by the time that happened, I had just given birth to a second child. And that's when I realized my mental health wasn't doing really well. So if we just move forward and tell ourselves that we don't want to yell and get mad at ourselves for yelling and feel guilty because we yelled, but we don't start the work and we don't start questioning why we yelled, then we're never going to change. Tomorrow is a new day, sure. But if we didn't develop skills or if we didn't, I don't know, if we don't have a new tool in our pocket that's going to help us stop yelling, then we will yell again. 
nothing will change. It's like business, right? So if if I want to change something in some part of my business, I have two companies. I have Curious Neuron and I have Wondergrade, which is an app for kids. I have to, in both these companies, continuously come up with new strategies and new goals and which strategies are going to help me attain those goals. And if I'm not happy with the way that something is happening and I don't create a strategy, nothing will change. So I need to do the same thing as a parent. We need to do the same thing as parents. And it's not about feeling guilty. It's not about, you know, right now, if you if you're listening and you have an eight-year-old child and you've been yelling for eight years, I don't want you to feel bad I want you to love yourself. I want you to feel self-compassion. And with the self-compassion piece, I want you to move forward and question, why are you yelling? Is your mental health okay? Are your needs met? Is your marriage or relationship okay? Are your friendships okay? Or do you need friendships? What do you need to work on? Do you not know how to control emotions All of these answers, if you've answered yes, it's okay. But what are you going to do tomorrow to start the work to fix whatever it is that you need to fix? And that's what I started doing on myself. That's when I had just given birth to my second and my daughter was a toddler. That's when I went back to therapy. I had been in therapy during my PhD. I had been in therapy when uh, once or twice as a teenager, And I went back after giving birth to my second. And guess what? I went back after giving birth to my third because my mental health was going down again, deteriorating. It's an ebb and flow kind of thing. We, you know, and and even on the days, I, I don't have a diagnosis of anything, but it doesn't mean that I'm always mentally well. And it doesn't mean that I don't need help with my emotions. And that's okay. I'm fine with that. I, I'm fine with saying that I need help. And I think that we as a society need to look at it that way. We can't just power through head down and walking forward, thinking that something will change tomorrow, thinking that all the relationships around us and everybody else is 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 a pain in our butt <laughs> and not nice to us and that we're the victim, for example, and not start not do the work of looking around and assessing things and assessing your reaction and your ways of communicating emotions and your ways of communicating. We have to look at ourselves and it's not to point fingers. It's to start the work. And that's, that's super honorable. That's, that should be motivating to say, I want to better myself. And the more we better ourselves, the better things will be around us and the better our relationship will be with the people around us, including our kids. So we need to ask ourselves the question, why am I yelling? And the moment I started asking myself that question and repeating it to myself, I started doing the work. And I realized not just then, but now when there are small, these micro moments where I lose it, There's always an unmet need. There's always something that day, whether I had a conversation with a family member the night before and it really pissed me off and it's still lingering in my brain. And now my kid just said something or I had to repeat myself two or three times, which isn't the end of the world. But I yelled at them because I'm still stuck on that emotion from the day before. But the more I can say it out loud or to myself and the more aware I can be of my own emotions, the more in control I can be of my emotions. So in that moment when my child 
spills milk or they start arguing or they're not listening and, and, and I'm getting frustrated, I can internally say to myself, Cindy, right now, you're feeling tired or Cindy, you're still upset about the conversation or argument that you had with a family member. Take a breath. They didn't do anything wrong. It's not them. It's you. I take a breath and then I respond. And when I'm able to do that, I completely change how I respond to them. When I don't do that, I get upset. I might yell. I might raise my voice. I don't yell the same way I used to. Um, after my firstborn, after I had my firstborn that was a toddler and I had just given birth, I, I have not yelled that way again. I have not lost my mind um, because I've been doing the work since. That's when I really started the work on myself. Um, before that, I just thought I was a good parent because I had a baby and hey, I, I'm not yelling. But there were no reasons to yell. <laughs> it's only when they become a toddler that you start really um, going to some dark places for yourself. All the stuff from your past comes back. All of the things that you don't want to be, you become sometimes. And that is when you have to start the work. Don't power through it. It will not change. Ask yourself, why am I yelling? Write it down. And if you don't know why you're yelling, every single day, take two minutes to sit down with a notebook and ask yourself, why did I yell today? What happened before? What was on my mind? How was my system? Maybe you have sensory sensitivities like I do. And maybe when there's loud noise, that's when I lose my mind the most. What happened around you? What happened in your environment that led to yelling? Is it a small picture in terms of like the environment? And when your house is a mess, like mine sometimes, and I I, I get more frustrated, I get frustrated more easily when that happens. Is it that? Or is it a big picture? Is it a mental health? If, you know, is it your mental health? Is it the relationship you're in? Is it family members that are triggering you? I've cut out certain people and I will not answer certain phone calls if I'm not in the mindset for my kids. I do it for my kids because I know that if I answer the phone and certain people are on the phone, when I hang up, I will not be myself. I will not be Cindy, the calm mom, the regulated mom. I will be the frustrated mom who's thinking about having to meet the needs of a certain family member and, and support their needs all the time. And it takes my energy and that energy leaves. So when I come to take care of my kids, I have nothing left. I've created that boundary myself so that I could take better care of my kids and better care of myself. Why are you yelling? That is your task for the week. And that is all I have to say today. Um, that really, really triggered something in me and I wanted to share that with you. And I hope that this episode was helpful. Please send me an email at info at if you left a review. Or maybe you just want to say hi. I'm fine with that. I like to say hi. Um, and follow me uh, on Instagram, curious underscore neuron. Or if you specifically want to follow the podcast, at curious neuron podcast on Instagram. I hope you have a wonderful, beautiful, lovely week. Bye.